I think it's very important to have people around you that challenge you, you know, iron sharpens iron, and that people who would ask you the tough questions, that they won't disagree with you, but they'll push you, you know, harder. And I think it makes us all better. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. It's with great pleasure that I welcome to the show one of our newest members and leader coaches to our team, Dr. Deanna Ashby, who is known to many of us as Dee Dee. Dr. Ashby recently retired from the superintendent in Hopkins County Schools, Kentucky, and she mostly describes her role as servant leader in a mission field. We've had an opportunity to have Dr. Ashby on our show, uh, and so it's great to bring her back as part of our team. So after working in public schools for 29 years, she believes education is a calling that can have a huge positive impact on the community as a whole. That's obvious through her emphasis in her district toward one team, one mission, one community. Dee Dee has served as a high school business marketing teacher, guidance counselor, school principal, both in an elementary and high school, and district administrator, all in Hopkins County Schools. She serves as an educational consultant for the Kentucky Association of School Resource Offices Board and co-chair of the Kentucky Association of School Administrators Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee and mentor for the Kentucky Women in Educational Leadership, and also a consultant for the Kentucky Center for Safe Schools. Dee Dee resides in Western Kentucky on her family farm, which I know she takes great pride and joy in. So it's with great pleasure today that we welcome Dee Dee to our show. Welcome, Dee Dee. Thank you so much. Thank you for providing me this opportunity to be on, but mostly thank you for the opportunity uh, to go to work for Studer Education, a company that I fell in love with four years ago. Uh, the second year of my superintendency, we began to par partner with Studer to develop our strategic plan. And I can tell you that the work that we have shared with Studer has been transforming, not only in our district, but in our community. We were voted the last two years that I was in Hopkins County as the best place to work in Hopkins County. Yeah, that was the so first good. time that had happened. And really, to me, that was just the, the crowning jewel that said, you know, the things that we've been doing worked. And that was due to the team that I had in place and just the wonderful people of Hopkins County. And so I've been very, very blessed. I think that the different roles that I served in during my 29 years of education have helped me to look at leadership through different eyes. And um, I tried to never lose sight of being a principal, you know, being that boots on the ground in the elementary school and in the high school. And what did that look like? What did that feel like? And I think that because they're just the closest to the kids uh, and being able to just think about when I made decisions, were those the right decisions as superintendent? Is that what, you know, is going to benefit them? On a personal note, I will tell you that I have two daughters. Uh, one, my oldest is a mechanical engineer and she and her husband birthed the first grandchild and he was born a year ago on the 4th of July. So we have a firecracker. 
And um, so there's much debate about what he was going to call me. We discussed that for several months. So <laughs> he calls me Dee Dee. And so he'll just say Dee 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 Dee. And that's what he picked up on. And so I love it. Love it so much. And then my youngest is a critical care nurse at our local hospital. And, you know, I have such admiration for her and the work that she does in her mission field as well. That's wonderful, Dee Dee. And you, so you and Tim share the pleasure of having a, a, a grand a grandson, right? I mean, he has a grandson as well. So about the same, seems like around around the same age. It's maybe a little bit younger, but that's that's fun probably to share stories with Tim, who's come on as your colleague as well. Absolutely. It really helps us be grounded and we think about things differently. And uh, I refer to Tim as uh, that we're both freshmen, even though we're the only two retired people that went through onboarding of the 45 people. It's funny that we both have grandchildren and that we followed a similar path. And so, but I'm so glad that he came on at the same time I did because we're learning together and we have yeah. a buddy to collaborate with. That's great. Yeah. And I knew you all, um, you all be great colleagues together, you know, as you go. So both of you are, have been, you know, just phenomenal superintendents and you're good people. So, so glad to have you part of our, our team. So let's, let's, you know, before you get too far away from the superintendent's position, you know, let's look back a little bit and think about, you know, what did you learn about yourself, Dee Dee, as you were serving as superintendent of your district and you look back now? Well, that is a great question because having been in the district for 29 years and served as an assistant superintendent for three years, I felt grounded and I felt like I was, you know, ready for the job. But then as you assume a new role, whatever that is, it's, it's a very different landscape. And so um, one of my superintendent partners said last week, and I don't know if it was his quote or he got it from someone else, but he made the statement, we must become comfortable being uncomfortable. And I just love that. I'd not ever heard that before. And I thought that is so true uh, about my superintendency because we could never get comfortable. You know, there was constant change that was going on. Um, I was pre-COVID and then during COVID. And so um, just constantly being able to evolve, not only in your leadership, but in what your kids needed. You know, because when COVID hit, our kids needed different things. They needed to be fed. They needed to be checked on. They needed to be known that they were loved and cared for and trying to do that virtually. And so just a lot of change and had to dig deep within myself to kind of find the strength to do all that and the flexibility and open-mindedness. And I think a lot of people say it, I know everybody's heard it before, but just being able to stop, step back and take a breath and try to gain your thoughts about moving forward in such different times that we live in right now. Yeah, that's such great advice. I mean, that's usually it, it's the times when we don't do what you just said, <laughs> you know, stop, to, you know, think about it, take a breath, you know, and we react that gets us into, into a place where we don't want to be and have to dig ourselves out of. So it's such great advice there. And, you know, just the, our world has moved to continuous change, but as we entered last year, you know, we saw that change in front of us more and more and more, um, Dee Dee. So, you know, that, that idea of really being uncomfortable and knowing that through that discomfort, we learn, right? That's the way we learn. You think about kids, you know, we don't learn when we already know something. We learn when we don't know something and move through that. So, you know, just great advice and, 
and reflection there. So you know, a little bit about what you learned about yourself, but what did you learn about leading a team when you were superintendent? Well, I love the Jim Collins books, obviously, you know, getting the right people in the right seats on the bus. And I even took it a step further, making sure that as a superintendent, you have those right people around you. And I kind of compare it to a puzzle that each piece is very unique, different shapes and sizes that we all bring different strengths to the table. And just as superintendent, being able to surround myself with the right team that really fit together and met the needs of our kids. And, you know, it's really neat when all of that starts to come together. I think it's very important to have people around you that challenge you, you know, iron sharpens iron, and that people who would ask you the tough questions, that they won't disagree with you, but they'll push you, you know, harder. And I think it makes us all better. I think that that's truly what, our value in a team is just that uniqueness and that ability to feed off of one another for the greater good. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, and it, and it builds that energy and excitement, you know, into the work as well. I love that, Didi. You know, so as you think about what you learned as superintendent and what you learned about leading a team, you know, now you have the opportunity and you're to work with your colleagues and be that coach and trusted advisor to other leaders. So you know, why, why does being that coach and trusted advisor to those leaders give you purpose? Well, and that is a great question because I'm going to be honest, as I transitioned, I think I was retired 12 days before I started the new job and left my old job. And um, as I got into this, Tim and I laugh about it. We are both spoiled that we were used to having a technology department down the hall or a finance department or an HR department. We, when we didn't know how to do our travel or whatever, we just walked down there and said, hey, help us out. And I really had to dig deep about my purpose in this and, and make sure that I stay grounded and find my place through it. And I believe that my 29 years of experience and the five years I had as a superintendent will lend itself as I work with districts about helping them to think about things with outside eyes and to help walk through how to communicate tough messages. You said it energized and excitement. That is, I've got to visit two districts already and that's what it felt like. I could feel that energy when I was with that board or with that administrative team. And I just found it so refreshing and exciting because I believe I'm going to get to learn so much from the partners that I work with alongside and then being able to share that across Kentucky so that we continue to grow as a team. I think one of the most important parts of being a coach, and I experienced this a lot with Nanette Johnston when she coached us during the four years, we would have our monthly calls. And during our monthly call, we were all, our executive team was all energized and ready to go. And we were focused and we were, had our stoplight report and we were getting things done. But the further we got from that call, the more noise, the more outside distractions that came in and caused us to take our eye off the ball and the ball was in play. And so I think the great thing about having monthly calls and a studer coach is it helps to keep that superintendent grounded. Are we on the right track on our strategic plan? Are we on the right track to accomplish what we've set out that we want it to look like a year from now? And so I'm hoping 
that through my work with my partners that I'll be able to bring that same anchor to them to help them as they move forward to reach their end goals. Yeah, and you will. It's so funny. I always think about Natalie Harder when you're talking about coming back and, you know, Net would come back and you knew that, uh, you know, we need to keep our eye on what we're trying to achieve. And knowing that she's coming back was kind of that accountability piece, right? (laughs) You know, that's what Natalie Harder said. I knew, you know, when we first started working with her, she was a chancellor at SLCC at the time. And she said, you know, I know you're going to come back. (laughs) You're coming back. So like, I have to, I have to stay focused and get something done. And and it's the right work that they're getting done. But she said, you know, without you being there, I'm not sure what you said, um, Didi is right. You know, it's that noise. She said, I think the noise, it would just get in the way. And I, we wouldn't always get back to that. And so, um, you know, I think that connection and the friendships that we build in that process and just helping people continue to move forward in the right direction and having those good conversations is really significant. And I just, just a kind of interesting, as you talked about being a superintendent and, you know, having the resources kind of there for people who would do particular things and be helpful to you. You know, I, I had the, it was years ago, about a decade ago um, when I made the transition from the university, but, you know, just thinking about what I had as a Dean you know, Didi, it was the same thing. I came and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I have to do, like, oh my gosh, I got to know how to do this. You know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, and the technology and, you know, all the, it, it was, it was not the same as it is today, but it's that it is having the people resources and the support, you know, that I think I look back over the people, I thought you probably do the same that supported me and think, wow, that, what, what, a, what a great opportunity I had and what great people you know, had an opportunity, you know, to work with there. So, and as, as part of our team, you know, we continue to have people who support and help, um, but they're also contributing as great leaders, you know, to help us move forward. So we're just glad that you're part of our team and, and um, helping us guide our future direction, because you're going to, you're going to help us learn a lot as well. So as we close today, you know, what, what, um, what final thought do you have about being a great leader? A little bit looking back and now to look forward. You know, which, what, what's, what is it about being a great leader? What does that mean? So I'm going to tell a story about this uh, because it happened to me. I had probably been on the, uh, in the new role with Studer maybe two weeks, and I was in the car driving to a doctor's appointment. And I got a call from one of our school resource officers. Well, of course, when you see that call come up on your phone, you know, you kind of panic like, oh, my word, what has happened? And so I answered the phone and it uh, was this school resource officer I've known for a long time. And he said, hey, Dr. Ashby, I owe you an apology. You're going to hear this. So I want to just go ahead and own it right up front and tell you what I did. And I said, well, what? What are you talking about? And he said, well, we were having a an event called Cram the Cruiser. You've probably heard of that, where they take a cop car and they fill it with school supplies and then they give that to the schools, you know, in the district. And it's a, it's a big deal and a lot of fun. And the kids love to see the cruiser being stuffed. And so um, evidently while they were doing that that day, they had a live radio broadcast. And so they came up to him and another couple of people said, we're going to interview you all for this. And he was like, no, no, not me. I don't want to be interviewed. Well, of course, the radio announcer knew him. And so that's the one that he called on. And so 
he said that he just put that mic in front of him and said, why are you doing this? And this uh, officer said, I just panicked and I just froze. And he said, I didn't know what to say. And he said, the only thing I could think of is what you drilled in us for the past five years, one team, one mission, one community. And that's what he said. And then he went through it about, you know, how through COVID kids have needed things and then how the community has come together. And it's really been like a team of all the schools working for all kids, you know, for the one mission to love, teach and take care of our kids. And so he told it from the heart so beautifully. And by the time he finished, I mean, there was tears rolling down my face. And uh, I said, you do not owe me any apology. I said, if anything, that is probably the best story to wrap up my career on because I said that was the work we did together to develop that vision and mission. And I said, you have just exemplified that we are living our mission because you said it, you demonstrated it, you were the hands and feet. So I think that that is my final uh, comment that I would say kind of moving from superintendent into this role that I hope that that continues and I know that it will but I hope that that um, is birthed in a lot of other districts and that they're able to develop that vision and mission that comes to life that they breathe air into and that lives on to make a huge impact with their community and kids. Yeah, What a great compliment to you and a great contribution and you know Didi you'll bring that to our team and you'll bring that to all of the partner organizations that you touch. I'm just so appreciative of you being part of our team and us being able to learn and grow together as we provide great service to others. And, you know, as really helping kids in the best way that we possibly can and families and to really make our school systems the best that they can be. You're a you're a, a person who's done that and will truly be a great member of our team. So thankful for you being on our show today. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking a chance on me. No chance at all. It's a good decision and um, just so happy that you're with us. Thank you. So as a reminder, uh, you know, at, for you all out there, we have our What's Right in Education conference coming up October 27th and 28th, and we are doing it virtual. Many of you have opportunity to attend and hope that you will. It gives us a chance to learn and network with each other. And as we're also continuing our roundtables every other Tuesday on hot topics that are most interesting to you. So please connect with us at studereducation.com events if you're interested in joining um, our team as well as our partner organizations. And as always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Performance. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.